Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Zisisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced, Not Dead. Today's podcast is... Actually, I did this the other day and didn't record. I'm so gutted because I was on such a roll. But obviously, it's a subject that I want to talk about. And it's called Selfish is the New Black. I've touched on this before, but we've been criticized for sort of self-care and self-love and taking ourselves, you know, thinking about ourselves first, putting ourselves first. You know, we're meant to sacrifice. We're meant to put everyone else first and we kind of come last. And I think moms are really good at that. Men, on the other hand, you know, they sacrifice and they do things for their family. They still get more of a life than the woman does in a way. And you're considered selfish when you sort of start thinking about you from everything. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting that haircut, buying those shoes. And I don't mean at the expense of everybody else. You know, I don't mean putting yourself into debt. But I do mean if you work bloody hard like I do, I mean, imagine if all you do is you work your whole life to pay your bills and pay for your kids and pay for your holidays and pay for the things that you, you know, really have to do, school fees. You know, I'm learning it all now because obviously I'm divorced. And I think, you know, before when you had someone in the house sort of helping you with the bills, I didn't think about like car insurance, house insurance, you know, the gardeners, everyone gets paid. Everyone fucking gets paid, obviously. And, you know, water bills, all the stuff. Phone bills, water bills, just everything just comes in. And I work so hard to manage to pay all of those bills, which I do on my own. And I'm super proud. So um, pat on the back to me. But, you know, I still bloody want a handbag or I still want a new pair of shoes. I really do. And that's the only way that I can make all this work in my head because, you know, for me, those pair of shoes keeps me going for the next month or like the bag or whatever it is. The dream, the dream keeps you going forward. 
So if you're only sort of looking at the day-to-day and the, what, what gets you through and you're not sort of benefiting any way yourself selfishly, then, you know, it's very hard to be non-selfish for everybody else because you feel like you're literally a slave to everybody else. And obviously I want to save and I want to do all those things, but the thrill of, you know, managing to pay my bills and buy myself the thing that I want and to, you know, have a lovely life, just, it drives me to work harder. It doesn't make me go, what the fuck am I doing this for? Because what the fuck is, what am I doing this for is how I feel when I can't afford the shoes or I can't afford the dinners that I want to go on, or, you know, I have to cut back. And, you know, my, my accountants are great at telling me cut back. Oh my God, cut up your credit cards, which by the way, I did a long time ago. And I think having a husband before, I always had that plan B, you know what I mean? Like if you overspent that month, oh, well, you know, I could always go and beg. And now I don't have that option. So now I have to put my big girl pants on, be responsible for everything. And as I've said to you all before, you know, Sergio is super sweet and does everything for himself. I'm 45, actually, um, with three children. I can't have him, you know, pay my bills and nor do I want him to. And I, you know, and I've said that before. I think a lot of girls go into relationships and expect so much from new partners when frankly, you know, it ruins it. It really ruins it. If you're able to do this stuff for yourself, and you're happy. And my selfish makes me happy, which makes me a nicer person, which makes me, I guess, dateable. You know, again, I've said to people, happy people attract good things. And I think, you know, all my friends now are really in love with Sergio. They really do. And they see what it is I see. And that when you're in a position like I am, where you've got yourself into a rhythm of, as I said, I don't know how it happens, but I made this board, you know, the vision board as well. And I think the more you sort of push yourself to achieve things, the more they come and the more the money flows. So like if I was only in my same house with, you know, and I had panicked, which I think a lot of people do after divorce and I'd panicked and gone, that's it. I'm downsizing. I'm putting half my salary aside. I'm going to, you know, completely cut back and save for the future and make sure that everything, you know, that I'm a-okay because I'm in a blind panic of where my life's going to go, then I think I wouldn't be achieving as much as I am right now because I'm a fly by the seat of a pants kind of a gal, which means that, oh, well, I'm just going to do it the other way around, push myself, get the house, build the lifestyle and hope the money flows in between. If it doesn't and you suddenly fuck yourself, I'm sure, you know, I can get out of it, right? You know, you, you move the house, get out of the contracts you're in and you downsize then. So I think on top of that, you know, I've always said, I think women put themselves last or behind their kids and their husbands and trying to make everything right. And it really, really happens actually, funnily enough, when they have babies, because I think babies just, you know, send everyone into a world. And I think, as I've said before, women aren't meant to sort of, you're meant to sacrifice everything for your baby. And they sort of look like Wurzel Gummidge when they've come out of the hospital. The world's going on around them looking amazing. And these women are sort of like hair pulled out, haven't had the color done and all these kind of things. And I think, you know, you're sort of judged if you run out of hospital and straight to a colorist which is exactly, I think, what I did, to be honest, because, you know, as we all know, when you're pregnant, you can't have your hair colored. So you've got like, God knows what colors growing through. Everyone tells you not to cut your hair or get a good haircut because pregnant women can't make a decision for the life of them. And so I think, you know, when I, I really realized, and actually my ex-husband did, clever boy, 
that that was actually a really important part for me, even though it is selfish. The first thing he did was get me a hair appointment. You know, I mean, God, if you've been 15 hours in labor or 18 hours in labor, you don't look, I mean, I've seen some of these like pictures from, you know, celebrities and you're like, holy fucking shit. How does that happen? They literally look like, you know, they're on a Victoria's Secret runway holding their baby attached to their breast with their perfect hair and they're, you know, and you're like, oh, I did not look like that. And I can assure you, I'm not posting my, my picture from bed. Looked like I'd done 10 rounds with Tyson, not to mention I had preeclampsia. So my nose had spread halfway across my face. My ankles, I mean, where they were like cankles, I, they were just, I was a helium balloon. It was awful. So I don't want anyone seeing those pictures ever. I mean, like ever, you can actually threaten me with them. So I learned pretty quickly, you know, I wanted my nails done. I wanted my nails done like the second day. I think I had an army of people come to the house the next day. Like everyone else was calling up to see me and like pop in and see the baby. And I was like, nope, busy. I was busy having a complete bloody makeover. I think that's when I decided also afterwards, I've got to remember exactly the timing. I'm so bad with these things, but I think it was after the boys. I decided then, you know, I wanted to fix my baby scar. So I did that because that was quite, it was keloid and quite big and itchy. And then when I was there, I sort of took out a little bit of fat. All of those things that, you know, everyone else thought I was ridiculous for, but really I'm not answering to everyone else. I know that I'm blessed and sort of lucky to not be that big. And I know that some people might go, you don't need it. You know, you've just had a baby. It's so shallow to be thinking about these things. Well, I wanted it. I wanted it. I I wanted to feel better about myself. I had three kids and I went and did it. And I didn't ask anyone. I don't even think I asked Jem. In fact, I think I took it absolutely. I hid it. I hid it from everyone. But, you know, it's something I wanted for me and I didn't want the opinions. I really didn't. As we've all said before, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And, you know, who are you to tell me that I don't need to have a little bit of, you know, what's it called? Laser lipo. Or, you know, my scar's not that bad. You can't see it. So, you know, leave it alone. It's all inside you. And, you know, maybe I should have been stronger in my own head, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But I wasn't. So I did it. I felt great about it. And I paid for it. And I'm happy about it. Okay, let's take a little break from the show and discuss Mother's Day. So for those of you who don't know it's coming up, it's May the 9th in the US. So all of you have time to do this. And if there's ever a year to make mums feel special and loved on Mother's Day, it's this one. Let's face it, it has been one hell of a ride for anyone that's a mum out there. Simply homeschooling, uh, working, holding the family unit together. So if anyone needs a gift, it's us mums. So that's why I'm honouring my mum, grandmother, mother-in-law with this heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. Storyworth. It's an online service that helps your mum, grandmother, mother-in-law and every mother figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's really a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person, which I think is absolutely genius right now while everyone's sort of stuck in different countries and going through COVID, that you can share this sort of platform together and each week, StoryWorth emails your mum from a different story prompt question that you've never thought to ask, like what is some of the best advice your mother ever gave you? And if you could choose any talents to have, what would they be? And it's quite fun to share this because, you know, 
I don't live in the same country as my mum, so it's really nice to be able to ask, you know, and even like my grandmother, I wish I'd had this for her because she's no longer with us and I could have kept these, you know, the answers to these questions. So actually, I think it's such a clever idea and such a lovely memory. So give your mum the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Start right away with no shipping required. Go to Story worth.com slash dnd and you'll get ten dollars off your first purchase that's storyworth.com slash dnd for ten dollars off let's get back to the show those are the kind of selfish things i'm talking about like if you have a baby and you know in your right mind that you're not going to be happy as a stay-at-home mum, but your you know your husband has some glorified bloody um idea of like what a family looks like these days you know mary poppins as a wife you have to voice it. You really do, because it's not like you suddenly have a lobotomy and change personalities completely because a baby came out of your vagina. I can assure you, you know, it might may last this sense of euphoria for like a week or two, maybe if you're lucky a month. But after that, if it's not who you are, it comes rushing back pretty bloody quickly when, you know, I remember going just as I said, to go and get my nails done just for the two minutes, darling, by myself just going to go and get it. And then I get this call from my nanny to come back and breastfeed. And then you're like, ugh. And then it's just knowing who you are. Selfish is knowing who you are, which I don't find selfish. Like if you are that kind of mother and this is all you've longed for, chapeau, like hats the fuck off to you because I wish I could be that person. I don't hate myself that I'm not. I'm a different type of person because sometimes those mothers later who are desperately critical of the ones that aren't too. look at you when the kids are like 15 and then suddenly they realize they're not really needed. So they've been needed their entire fucking lives. And then suddenly everyone's fucked off and now they don't know what to do. So then that's when you kind of go, thank the fucking Lord. So it's kind of swings and roundabouts, to be honest. And it's each their own. That's why I always say, don't judge anyone. You know, people in glass houses, you just don't know where the fuck you're going to end up. You do not. You can be ecstatically happy with someone and, you know, you can have the best honeymoon phase. You can be having sex all day long. You can be getting married. You can be, you know, some of the happiest couples are the ones with the biggest, you know, fights in the end, you know, or Instagram people is not the reality. I mean, you know, I always say to Sergio as well, like we've, we've struggled to get where we are, but at the same time, it's um, so rewarding to be where we, we are because we've struggled for different reasons because selfishly, you know, or not selfishly, selfishly, I followed my heart, not selfishly, you know, I did try and tell him it probably wasn't right long-term for him or for me or for the kids or whatever it was. But then we decided, you know, all of us decided that to be selfish and not listen to anyone else. And selfish has got us so much further than you know, I ever thought we would. And all my girlfriends, as I said, are so behind it now because a lot of people struggle in marriages. A lot of people want something else. A lot of people marry too young. There's no shame in that. You can't stay with someone for a contract. You can't stay with someone because someone's told you you've got to love them for the rest of your life. I don't understand this mentality that we all have. You can't stay with someone because it's your duty, you know, if you want a duty in your life, go join the bloody army, you know, and then come home and be free. I don't really understand it. 
like the biggest, biggest thing or the most selfish thing that we've been told we can have in life is freedom, isn't it? Which is so bizarre. I mean, how can it be selfish to be free? And it's the biggest luxury we can have in life. We're tied down by so many other things that we just have to be. We can't be selfish when it comes to our children. We cannot because we are all they've got and the only thing that they've got to take anything from. So, you know, I can be selfish in that I can have a nanny. I can be selfish in that, you know, if they tell me they don't want me to go out tonight, I can go out, you know, and I tell my the kids that the whole time. I'm like, why, why do I need to stay in tonight when you've been out three nights this week and nobody asks me, they're just like, oh yeah, mom. And by the way, that, that always happens on the night that I said, you know, I'll say family dinner, let's go do something together, you know, and we're planning it for Tuesday. And then by the time Tuesday rolls around, they've all made their own plans. Then on Wednesday, when they want to come home and I've actually got some plans, they've decided they don't want to do it. They want to have a family dinner on my night. And I'm like, no, no, you had your Tuesday. You all decided not to be here. And I'm going out. Like I said, I would. I'll wait till like seven or eight, you know, that I can have their dinner, sit with them, but then I'm going out. And that's just how it is. And I think it's so important to put your foot down with your children too and have those selfish moments. Because, you know, why should you be a slave to your kids? You know, it should be a happy thing. Children should bring out the best in you, not the worst in you. You know, children should inspire you to want to do things with them But if, I mean, right now I'm going through the worst stage of all of them, which is, you know, because at 10 and 15, they don't get on. They don't want to do, Yasmin does not want to do the same things as her brothers. So when I force these family occasions, it turns into a complete bloody nightmare. I think we went to the desert last night. I was so excited to go. We got into the the bus to take us. And I had some friends actually with us. And I was like, you know, my children are pretty good. Like they just introduced themselves. They looked all perfect. And my friends were like, oh, you know, gorgeous kids. And of course, before he'd even turned on the bus, my two, you know, Zach and Yasmin start literally physically punching each other in front of everybody. And I'm standing in the middle then one of them bursts into tears, the next one bursts into tears, and I'm like, what am I doing? Then I'm thinking I'm going to ask, you know, I'm calling their dad because I'm like, oh, he, you know, he's better at like breaking this stuff up. I'm going, that's it, I'm leaving you here, which of course every mother knows these empty threats that you can't possibly do because leaving them here is where? Like if I leave them there, I can't go. So that's not really an option. It's like going, Christmas is cancelled. You fight again, Christmas is cancelled, Santa Claus isn't coming. Well, who the fuck can follow through on that? You can't follow through on that. And it's like, I've had to stop saying Christmas is cancelled because there's nothing I can do about it. Christmas is never cancelled, let's face it. So, you know, it's one of those empty threats that only ruins my life. So I just have to get through the car journey. It was mortifying. Then I'm thinking maybe I'll just get two cars, put separate them. Then I'm like, no, they're going to sit here. I'm going to go through this. But it's horrendous. So like my so-called family gorgeous time that, you know, I'm meant to be giving my kids with me and this like, you know, this new modern family. And I mean, I do remember because Jem has these things that where he goes, well, we all used to do it. We all used to sit as a family every night. And I'm like, well, I wonder how he did it because he's right. I used to do it too. But it just doesn't bloody exist anymore. I don't know. It's a different child different era. I can't, I can't understand it. You know, I, I don't, we don't have that. They just don't want to play together. But I have to say, I got, I managed to get them all the way to the bloody desert. 
And then they actually did it. You know, they were having such a nice time, to be honest. And they were all playing with all different age groups. So it was great. So putting my foot down actually paid off. And they did. They And oh, we looked over, by the way. And they weren't using phones. They were talking like old school, talking with each other. And it's actually great because the people that we were going with last night, they actually just invited us away with them in the summer. And I was thinking, God, you know, normally my kids show me up when, you know, they don't like the other kids that they're going with. And the kids were so excited about all of us going. So I was so happy. So selfishly, it was my friend's birthday last night. And I selfishly pushed the kids to go because... I wanted them to go and none of them wanted to go at the time except for my daughter because they were like, you're forcing me. Why do we have to go? We don't know these people. And then when they got there, they had a great time. You know, these are the kind of things. Buy yourself the outfit because it's not being selfish. You know, looking great, feeling great, doing these things for you. Okay, I don't know. It's just a long-term confidence boost when you've lost it. If you feel great... I always think if you're not needy and you're not like, oh, I don't look good and, oh, you know, just had a baby and I'm too fat and, oh, you know, life's so difficult and everything's so hard. And that's how you talk all the time to your husband. Whereas I think if you know, like, even if you're pushing and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not married to a supermodel and you're going out to go and get your hair done, your nails done and a new outfit, okay? And he thinks you're in mid-crisis mode. When you come back and start through that door and you feel great, and he sees that, for him, it's going to be worth every bloody penny because it's a new wife, it's a new lease of life, it's a new, it's just a new attitude together because each stage, and I really understood that life is about stages, you kind of have to get to benchmarks because otherwise life can become quite boring for anyone, right? doesn't matter how in love you are. Things, you know, there's only so much sex in a day you can have. There's only so much hold-to-hand holding you can have. You need to have other things together. And I think that's why it's been so important for Sergio and I to sort of, you know, find our common ground. And, you know, we've really started working together, which is really fun. So we, you know, we hit milestones together. And I think, you know, we have a very clear plan of starting a life together. I mean, I told you, I mean, I'm, you know, I granted not many people can do this. You know, I know I'm living my teenage years again with him, but we are really going through, you know, like, one, one day we'll have a family, one day we'll get married, one day we'll have, you know, we're going to buy the house together. So we're like really back on the ladder again, as it were. And it's really cute, to be honest. I love it. Because, you know, I think at 44, and as I said, 45 in April, you kind of think, you know, so many people have hung up their shoes, literally hung up their shoes, like, like it's just time to give up. And you're like, I get these letters all the day. And thank you, by the way. I get, I mean, I'm not a therapist. So for everyone, all of you that write to me all the time, I do try and tell you that I'm not a therapist and I'm definitely not trained, but I can only tell you what I've experienced and how I feel. And these are my opinions, which are fairly strong. You know, like, I just think we're all too hard on ourselves, way too hard on ourselves for no reason. And I think we're all doing the best we can with, you know, the hand we're dealt really. And actually, one thing I was looking at through Instagram the other day was I was going, God, you know, I was four years on TV and to get to sort of 500,000 followers. But, you know, and I'm just saying it because it took me that long. And then you see all these other people like who I've never seen on TV or don't know what they do, but they're, I guess they're all bloggers and influencers and there are millions of millions. And you're like, God, there just really is room for everybody. There just really fucking is. 
I, I remember when you're in the show, you're sort of like looking at everyone else's Instagram and going, oh, she got more followers than me and she's more popular than me. And she's, well, you know, and you just have to take your eyes off all of the stuff. My following is my following. So thank you very much. Let's take another little break from the show and discuss one of my favorite new brands for sort of country, cozy, cool, California vibe casuals. My, what I say, go-to wardrobe must-haves that sort of just reinvigorate your spring style from breezy basics that you won't take off on the summer's day. It's so, they're just so easy to wear. The brand, of course, is Jenny Kane. I literally can't stop wearing their cardigan in rust. It's like a, you know, cozy sort of past the bum wraparound cardigan that I just love wearing with leggings and shorts and, you know, really effortless and comfortable, endless versatility. You sort of wrap it around, you snuggle into it. I love their cozy sweaters to pair with anything. They're all lightweight, luxe, and you just live in these layers. They're curated, stylish staples that go with absolutely everything in your closet. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I sort of like to jazz it up with like different handbags and really cool shoes so that the middle bit I feel can be the classics. So, you know, to find your forever pieces at jennykane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code DND at checkout. That's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code DND. You really will not regret this. They last for years. So happy shopping, girls. And let's get back to the show. I think people get scared that, you know, to be selfish or to put their foot into the market and, you know, get out there. What's going to happen to them? Or can they do it? You know, and I think that's another thing why women hide behind marriages because, you know, it's comfortable. It's like a paid job they just go to, right? Show up, go to, do their best. And, I don't know, you know, you're not really having to put yourself out there, are you? Just got to answer to yourself and your kids. And if you can scooch through life that way without your husband really saying it's over or you, you, you know, guaranteeing just a smooth, nice life. And I think that's another thing, by the way, wrapping yourself in cotton wool and pretending if you never put yourself out there, you're never going to get hurt. Oh my God, just being a woman in the workforce today is fucking hard. You know, I'm dealing with, giant tax penalties because I, I, you know, out here because I, I filed things wrong and I'm, you know, dealing with it now, you know, an old law case from gift library for six years ago. I mean, Jesus Christ. And I thought to myself the other day, and I, you know, I will talk about this one day when I'm, when I'm allowed to, but I thought about it the other day. I was like, God, and all these other women, all they have to do is go to tennis lessons, like tennis and lunch and swimming and play with their kids. And why did I put myself in this? But then, you know, then I, I talk to them and you go out and you think, you know, they're in a better position, but they're not. They're really not. And you may, you may fall a few times and have to get up a few times, but at least we learned how to do that. Um, and a lot of women just haven't understood or learned how to do that for themselves. And they rely on their men. And that's also why I think the man, so many men run today, like run from marriage, run from having someone who literally just hangs off them and expects everything to be handed for from them. And, you know, that kind of woman isn't attractive anymore to men. Like as far as I can see, I mean, you know, what, why is it attractive just to look cute? I mean, I guess, you know, 
some men, I, I suppose, if they're really, really rich and they don't want to have any conflict or any any issues, I suppose just getting a sort of rent-a-girlfriend is quite good. Sounds pretty amazing. One without an opinion and just likes to shop, I suppose, if you can afford it. You know, I definitely think women like myself aren't great for men who are hugely busy and, you know, have an ego because I think we'd be each other's worst enemy. And I, I guess, you know, those men don't want the woman to be selfish. They're the selfish ones. And that's all right. You know, it's like when you go into these sort of American psycho households, you know, where you just see everything's perfect and there are no pictures of family and friends anywhere. And it's like, the you know, the woman, women are interchangeable. I always find that so funny. So like, I mean, maybe not for the women that are in it, but you can tell these guys a mile away. They're the selfish ones and they've just decided this is the kind of life they need to get where they are. This is the kind of life they want without, you know, having to tax themselves too much. You know, they work fucking hard. And to be honest, you know, in a way, in a way, Sergio's going to kill me for saying this, but, you know, I'm so stressed out with working and doing so much that I wanted an easy life. You know, if I look at it from a helicopter point of view, selfishly, why did I choose or end up with a younger guy, a much younger guy. And then I think to myself, could I have done an older guy? You know, so people still think I'm crazy, but I don't think I could because selfishly, Sergio is young enough to do what I need to do, which is be in Dubai, you know, an older guy with kids. He couldn't be in Dubai. He couldn't have just upped and left. I can't up and leave because I've got Gemma here, right? I, my ex is across the road. I, how do I just up and leave to America to live with Sergio? I couldn't have. So he could come here. Selfishly, Sergio's at an age where he can start business anywhere, right? He'd just come out of soccer. He'd just done his MBA. He doesn't matter where he is. He can build the brand anywhere. And selfishly, I can say, okay, you know, together we can be a power couple. I mean, selfishly or not, it works for me. It works for us. We both get what we need, you know, selfishly on his side. What does he get? I guess he gets stability, he gets stability. And I think when I met Sergio, he'll happily tell you he was like a lost puppy. He wasn't sure which direction he wanted to go in. And I think I gave him balls. I gave him balls and I gave him strength. And we both met each other at a time where we both really needed each other. And that's why no matter what happens with Sergio and I, we are, you know, going to be in each other's lives forever and ever and ever. And, you know, and hopefully we will anyway. And then also we sort of complete each other, you know, as a brand, I think you guys have got so on board with us. It's so cute. And I love that you love it so much because I think we give hope. We give hope to people. We give hope. I, I mean, when I look at my own pictures with him, I'm like, oh my God, who's that? Like I look at it, I don't even recognize myself. Who's this woman? If you went back before this, I'm a completely different person. But how great is that? I've completely grown in a, you know, and learned more about myself. It's so sweet because I've learned more about myself selfishly because he's allowed me to be selfish. I don't want to do something. I simply don't do it. If he wants to do it, that's great. Go do it. But I don't. I don't push myself to do anything I don't want to do. Not anymore. Like I'll do things for my kids. Like I just, you know, I do loads for my kids and I'll do stuff for him if they really want it. But like, if it's not necessary and I, you know, and I don't need to do it and I'm tired or whatever else, I don't do it. Everything in this house is as I want it. He's so happy. He's so happy and like, he's happy for me to be in control. And, and that's by the way, guys and gals, I know that, you know, some of you think, you know, maybe he's a, 
a puppy or, you know, he's not strong and, you know, I just boss him around all day. And that's not true. It's really not true. He's just genuinely happy in our bubble, like genuinely happy in our bubble. So let's take another break from the show and discuss Sakara, which is, as far as I'm concerned, and I think you all know, having followed my journey lately, everything starts with what you eat. And Sakara gives you the ability not just to eat healthy, but to truly enjoy it with a chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for just radiant health. And, you know, I've, I've just done everything about this because I believe, you know, curing yourself from the inside out gives your skin, your hair, your nails just an amazing glow if you do this right. If you're looking to change your diet, here's the radical idea. Instead of imposing restrictions and limits to your nourished body already, give it more of what it really needs. Sakara believes in giving you more of what's good for you. With Sakara, you get nutritious dishes with nourishing your body without sacrificing the taste. And I think that's what's key, right? It's a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements, herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. Made with new organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, and minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash dnd or enter dnd at checkout. That's Sakara. S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash D-N-D to get 20% off your first order. Sakara dot com slash D-N-D. Let's get back to the show. So the bubble that I've created isn't a bad bubble. He doesn't really need to run from it. And he, he really enjoys it. And it's actually made him a stronger human. Like he's a work, you know, he's out a lot at meetings, you know, and we're so not used to it. He always texts me going, I miss you. And he's only been gone an hour. So, you know, whatever I've done for him, and if you want to say molly, molly coddled or given him, I've given him strength. I've given him his strength to be him. Just as he, by the way, just as he gave me my strength to be me. Who the fuck bounces back from a divorce of 18 years like I have? No one. I'm trying to think. Like no one. I've bounced right back and he's allowed me not to be miserable because he's given me security and comfort and love and been there if I have dad down days and he's been there, you know, regardless of anything. And he, you know, he loves me and that's all you can ask for. And I look around, especially in, the, in a world that I live in, like Dubai, you know, I look around and I'm like, what would I trade him for? Richer and older? No, they wouldn't have lasted with me. My job is all about me and Sergio loves it. And I love his job. And together we're a really good team. So now we go in and we, we do things together and like he'll come up with these amazing concepts and then I go in and close it. Done. Next, we tick it off and just like high five each other and we celebrate each other's, you know, wins, which is so refreshing. And I think so many people lose that in a couple to celebrate each other's wins because we're too busy competing with each other. You know, because... In the old-fashioned marriages, if the woman becomes as successful as the man, it's not ideal. The man doesn't like it. So you've got to be careful what you wish for, girls. And being selfish today is taking your life back. 
and taking your life back that you're able to choose freedom of choice is oh my god i can't tell you what it's like freedom of fucking choice because when you start earning it's not about going to work for somebody it's about it's about watching the paychecks come in something you've done for yourself and even if it's not enough to you know buy a house or do your these things even if it's just a pair of bloody shoes you bought those shoes good on you and then you get the bug and when you've got the bug and you know you can do it and the great thing is no matter what happens to me in my life you can take my things you can take my material possessions you can take anything you want and trust me people have tried i don't really care about them i mean i genuinely don't like obviously i love i love stuff when i when i get it and i get sent a lot of stuff so thank you so much but it's not my be all and end all it really isn't because i've got so much more than that i'm so rich in so many different ways it's amazing to me and i'm i feel so blessed so i think you know what i'm really trying to say is i get up in the morning i read my vision board once or twice just look at it and really look at it girls or guys whoever's listening and i take it in i try and do a quick meditation whether it's 5 or 10 minutes selfishly that's my selfish moment I order my coffee to my room or my tea i like to sit on my balcony too i look at the sun put the sun on my face and you know my selfishness by the way allows me to be so unselfish with the people around me being selfish to me means that like today when i'm doing all this and i'm staying here i can let sergio just go and do all the things he needs to do and you know and i don't worry about where he is or what he's doing i can pay for today the kids have tennis lessons or i can go on a beautiful holiday you know because me working and being selfish supplies all those things so my selfish gives everyone around me the life that they actually want so in the end you're not really being selfish you're being productive so if i could just tell you girls anything i think learn to be a little bit more selfish go get those shoes go get motivated go get your hair done go make yourself happy don't listen to anyone else because you don't know what their inner struggle is and maybe they want to be selfish but they can't be and sadly that happens a lot and people are held back by other people and you know i used to listen to a lot of that and i mean moving to dubai has been great in one sense because you know london i used to hear all the shit about myself and here i just don't and i'm sure i i i'm actually told it's probably worse to be honest because it's a smaller community so i think you're better known and um i can't even really imagine what they think because i'm in a, you know a muslim country with a 20 something year old guy next husband's down the road so i mean i god knows what the gossip is but but why would i buy into it why would i listen to it because if you don't take it in and you don't listen to it or hear it and i genuinely it's not like i'm blocking it out i'm not blocking it out because i genuinely don't hear it because no one you know my friends aren't going to tell me if they've heard it i just don't hear it and it's wonderful it gives you another sense of freedom total freedom because you're away from your thoughts i think in london it was so blasted and you know because everyone if they heard a bad thing by lunchtime they'd called you in the morning to let you know what they'd heard and it's it's so counterproductive because you know like just want to tell you my friend you should know this and actually mm, i don't really need to know it doesn't really serve it serve me in any way it's not going to make my day better it doesn't make me feel great and i can't really do anything about it because it's somebody else's opinion isn't it so and i've learned again 
that you can't really change people's opinion. So, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, you can change it when you meet them. And I've, I've had plenty of people do that. But, you know, genuinely people have made up their minds before they've met you or when they meet you. And that's just it. And, you, you know, why do you care? Why the fuck do you care? And, and you know, that's even a question to me. <laughs> why do you care? Because sometimes I used to care. Now I'm caring less and less because, again, I think having that strong person by your side really helps because, you know, I don't need to listen to it. He doesn't listen to it. I can't even imagine the shit Sergio gets all the time. You know, sometimes I look really young and sometimes look a hundred. There's nothing I can do about that. But, you know, I think sometimes his friends must think I'm, he's absolutely nuts. Other friends of his are like, this is wonderful. I, you know, it's like we can see how much fun you have. So I don't, you know, you win some, you lose some. So girls, I think that the the moral of this podcast is you're never going to please everyone all of the time, most of the time, sometimes any of the time. So I think once you've accepted that and understood that, go do your yoga class, go do your thing, go back to work, go do you. Find out who you are, no kids, no marriage, no nothing, who you really like. Are your friends your friends or are they the friends you've met because, you know, your husband told you you need to be friends with them? Are your hobbies your hobbies or the hobbies that you think you should have because all your friends enjoy doing it? You know, and go learn who you are because one life, people, one fucking life. No do-over, no dress rehearsal. So start it today, really. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 